Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. I am back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. I am so happy to be here with all of you again. It has been such a long time since I've recorded an episode, and if you followed my show previously, you will see that there are some changes around here. We have a new name. We have a new thumbnail. I am working with an amazing production company called Soulfire Productions that I'm so excited about. And all in all, I am so jazzed to be back here with you, chatting with you every week. I am going to be so much more regular with the podcast episodes that I'm putting out, interviews, solos, and everything else. So you can start to rely a little bit more on my consistency in recording episodes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are a longtime follower and listener of the show, if you are completely new, welcome. That is wonderful that you're here today because I'm going to be doing a foundation series to open this show back up again and get reconnected with the meaning and the purpose of why I'm here talking to you into a microphone once a week. What is this all about? Why is it important? Why should you even listen to me talk? So we're going to be going through a foundation series, and this will be a three-part series on my work, who I am, what I do, my teachings, what I'm all about, what I believe in, what I teach, what I do, and so on and so on. And so this is part one, and I will explain what we're going to be getting into in part one very shortly. But first of all, again, welcome to the show. It has been about nine months since I've recorded an episode. And since I last spoke with you at the beginning of January 2020, there has been a lot that has changed. Obviously, we know this. If you're paying attention, you know what is going on. So I just wanted to take a second and acknowledge the multi- dimensional, multi-perspective, multi, there's just so much going on um, in, in 2020 thus far, and it's not over. We still have four more months. So I wanted to just take a second and send some love out to all of you everywhere, wherever you're listening from, and hoping that you are healthy and safe and secure. And hopefully you're not only just healthy and safe and secure, but you have actually been thriving in this time. And if you haven't, I am sending out some special love and support and healing to you today and wishing you and your family and your loved ones health and ease and security. And I'm hoping that hopefully this episode might bring a little bit of light to your day. So thank you for listening. I wanted to also acknowledge just if you did listen to my last episode nine months ago at the beginning of 2020, I did a little kind of not necessarily an energy forecast, but I was kind of just feeling into the year 2020 for myself. And at the time I recorded an episode and just kind of gave a couple little insights into what I was feeling that it might be like. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the episode. But just listening back now, even from my own perspective, as I was talking about all of these themes coming into 2020, such as 
there being this kind of really intense sort of energy that we were entering into in this year. Intense, I think, is the the most the minimum um kind of word that describes this this year, but a very intense year that kind of really asked a lot from us in a lot of ways. And it really was going to be illuminating some of the things that we hadn't looked at or we were trying to avoid or ignore, whether on an individual level or on a collective level. And so I felt that was very accurate, um, even for myself in my own world. And there was also a big theme just around how we were going to be asked to really kind of step up to the podium this year and really start to share what we actually thought, what we actually felt, what we actually believed in, which I really have seen a lot of people doing in wonderful ways and also in not so wonderful ways, which is, is you know, that's a part of the polarity, polarity planet. But it's just been really interesting to watch and observe and still working this year with people all over the world, giving readings and coaching and mentorship and just seeing how each individual person is really kind of keeping themselves steady and grounded and everything else. But it was just really interesting to think about how this concept of step up to the podium, step up to the plate, you know, we can't skirt our, we can't skirt, we can't hide from these, not only these uncomfortable things that we need to look at that we have been ignoring, but also we can't hide from our destiny anymore in 2020, which I find a lot of people have been waking up to is that if there's been a thing that they've always wanted to do or a project or something they wanted to create or they wanted to leave their job and transition into another into some other work or whatever it looks like there has been a really big kind of wave of people who are not hiding from their destiny path anymore from kind of what they're really here to do and 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 it might even be as simple as they're just they're awakened to it now. They may not have done anything about it just yet, but they're awakened to it now, which I think has been really beautiful in so many ways. So that's one thing that I'm thinking about in 2020 is just trying to see the beautiful things that it has brought to the surface and brought to light, which, of course, there are a lot of things that have been not so beautiful and not so wonderful. Um, but but very, very, very needed nonetheless. So hope everybody is doing okay out there. I hope you are thriving and safe and healthy and sending you so much love and peace and healing. So now we'll transition into this kind of foundations part of the episode, which I'm so excited about. I wanted to really create a space to sort of, and I, I hesitate to say solidify, because this is one thing I was going to mention as I'm talking about this concept of, okay, the what are the foundations of, of my work? What are the foundations of my teachings? What are the foundations of my abilities? What are the foundations of what I'm here to do? And at this moment in time, everything that I'm about to say is true right now, when I'm recording this in August 2020. However, moving forward, these may change, these may evolve, my perspective may shift based on new information that I've received, based on new discoveries that I've made in my work or with my students or in readings or through spirit. So this is just as kind of a, to be very clear, this is where I stand at the moment, or this is what my teachings are revolving around at the moment. Six months from now, that may be very, 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 very different, which I embrace and I welcome. And so just keeping that in mind as you're listening here today. So I want to start 
by doing a quick intro of who I am for those of you who may not know me or you're not familiar with me or my work. My name is Emily Green. I am a psychic medium, a professional psychic medium. I have been professionally doing this work for almost five years, almost five years, professionally giving readings to people all over the world, lots of different kinds of readings. There's a lot of different things that I do, and I think sometimes it can be confusing. I have things that I'm just really interested in and passionate about. I have things that I do most often. So there's all of that as well. I really love human design. I give human design readings from kind of an intuitive perspective. I do mediumship readings in which I connect with people's loved ones on the other side. And my signature, which has been something I've been doing since the very beginning, which are called healing sessions, which is kind of a blend of everything in between. This is connection with your energy connection with the what I call your guides or your spirit team who are here to guide you through your human experience. And just kind of messages that are healing or helpful for you in present time at the time that we are speaking. So that's kind of the, the basis of what I do in terms of readings. And then I have also been mentoring wonderful men and women from all over the world in the realm or the field of psychic development or mediumship development, which is a huge passion and a huge part of what I do. And it's partially what we're going to be talking about today or kind of this foundations of what I do. And so that's kind of the gist of it. I am, this is, this is my work. I love it more than anything else. I am so committed to this work. It's hard for me not to work. Uh, it's hard for me not to want to give readings all the time, um, but I am also a human being and I have human needs as well and human things that I like to enjoy that do not involve talking to dead people. So, you know, I like to keep it pretty balanced around here, pretty, pretty practical, pretty grounded, pretty down to earth. I understand that what I do for some people is maybe not kind of your average profession. Um, however, it's very important to me and it has been very important to me from the very beginning. And this is one thing that I said to spirit, which is also helpful for me to define what I mean by that when I'm saying that. Spirit is the term that I use for all that is. It's the term that I use for my guides. It's the term that I use for my ancestors. It kind of is like an all-encompassing term that is just easier than saying this guide and this blah, blah, blah. And this, I just call them, I just call it spirit. Um, and so I said at the very beginning, when I started doing this work, I said, spirit, I'm doing this work for you. I'm serving the planet in this way. I'm serving people in this way, but I want to make sure that I still stay connected to my human experience. I'm here in a human body. I am here to live a human life. And so I don't want to get disconnected from that. And I do not want to be at any point unapproachable or people don't feel like they can still relate to me human to human. So that's a very big and important part of my belief system just around my work is that I hope that you always feel that you can relate to me in a way and connect to what I'm saying, even if there's not always a full um, understanding at the time that you're listening to it. And I always try and strive to break down what I'm talking about in a very easy kind of bite-sized pieces sort of way so that it's not too, you know, up in space and a little bit hard to grasp. Because that's the thing. It's that I find sometimes some teachings can be very, just not in languaging that is 
I mean, it's wonderful. It's beautiful language, and it sounds great as it coming as as it's coming out of the people's mouths. But I find sometimes it can be really hard to digest and really hard to integrate and really hard to actually take into your world. So it's my goal to always make this work and my teachings and the, the what I talk about on this podcast to be you know not not changing the 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 information but really just relating to it in a way that is accessible for everybody to understand and accessible for everybody to try and to work with and to play with so that's that as i said this is ever changing the other part that's really important about what i'm going to talk about here is that my teachings and my work is based on my lived experience. And what I mean by that is that this is not just information that I have picked up from a book or from a podcast or something that I've heard somebody else saying. It's been really important to me from the very beginning to still intake information from other people and people in, in a similar field to me or people who have more experience in the work that I'm doing. It's always been important for me to immerse myself in that, but also at the same time to know that that is their perspective based on their lived experience and their specific subset of, of of life experiences and experiences doing the work that they're doing. And that may not always necessarily reflect my what is true for me at that point in time. And so I used to read a ton, a ton, a ton of, of books and spiritual philosophies and teachings from all different kinds of, of, of belief systems and ideologies and things like this. But I found that it was kind of clouding my own sovereign relationship to some of these concepts and because some of mine would differ from that or, or things like this. So I actually don't tend to intake any kind of extra information in the sort of the spiritual um, realm, the psychic realm or the mediumship realm anymore, because I found that it would just kind of um, numb me out from my own kind of sovereignty of mind and thought and belief. So everything that you're going to hear here is based on information that I have received in readings and when working with clients, information that I have received from spirit um, in meditations or in dream time or things like this. Or just thoughts and, 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 and concepts that have just sort of popped into my mind along the way. So everything is, is, it's really important to me that you know that this is unique to me. And with that being said, just as I said, it's important that if you have a different experience or a different belief, or if you've experienced something different than the way I'm describing it, and it's just not feeling quite right to you, please feel free to throw out that information. If it, one of my favorite mentors, one of the things, one of my, my first mentors always used to say is if what I'm saying doesn't resonate with you, just stop listening. Um, you know, or, or just throw out the information, just kind of discard with it. And, um, and I'm okay with that as well. So just know that if it doesn't feel good, um, then you can, you can stop listening, whether that means physically listening or you skip forward in the podcast or whatever else. So I'm always giving you full, full licensing to make sure that that you are accessing and implementing your own mental and psychic sovereignty. So we're going to talk more about what that means for me and for you moving forward. Lastly, these principles and concepts are things that I've tested with dozens and dozens of students and mentorship students and people that I've taken through intuitive development programs, psychic development programs, and mediumship development programs that are completely unique to me and my work. Which means that I've got to see these principles and these teachings in action. And I've gotten to see that actually, yes, when we do it like this, or when we work with the energy like this way, it works like this. And also that 
people are very, very different in the way that they relate to a psychic development or an intuitive development or a mediumship development process, meaning we're going to talk all about what that means. But we ha- just as we have unique personalities and unique abilities and unique gifts on sort of more of the physical realm or the human plane, we also have very unique and, and kind of specialty psychic strength and intuitive strengths as well. And so it's been really fun for me to work with all different kinds of people from different spaces in the world, different ages, different points in their life, and get to see how this work gets to really open up their psychic kind of perception. So what we're going to be talking about in today's Foundations episode is more surrounding kind of the psychic development process or the intuitive development process. And in the following Foundations episodes, we're going to get more into mediumship. We're going to get more into the concept of spirit guides, which I have so many questions about. Um, So we're going to get more into that. But for today, strictly, we're going to be talking about kind of psychic power and everything that has to do with that. I'm so passionate about this and I'm passionate about it for so many reasons. And mostly because I have really made it my mission to kind of reclaim this word psychic. I think it kind of got a little bit lost along the way. And there was lots of kind of negative stigma and negative connotations that people attach to it. And that's that's very understandable. Um, it's my belief that kind of through the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even before that, I mean, this is not a new concept. The fact that we have this kind of concept of, of psychic perception or psychic information is not new. But I have found specifically just in my research and in my work that it kind of got a little bit lost specifically through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. And this has been something that we are really reclaiming in that what is the, first of all, what is the meaning of what does being psychic even mean? How does that differ from person to person? Why is it important? Why should we even pay attention to it? So it's really been part of what I'm very passionate about about really destigmatizing this word psychic. And that's why I try and use it as much as possible. Um, so hopefully it kind of loses some of the negative kind of connotation or the negative charge that has been attached to it for so long. And I was going into what I was going to say, I cut myself off. What I was going to say is that we have this the stigma is kind of rightful in a in the way that there were a lot of people and practitioners in the last 50 years or so, let's say, that maybe didn't use their abilities in the highest integrity and in the highest kind of service and in the highest good of of not only themselves, but of other people. And so I think that that's kind of where this has gotten a little bit lost. So I really want to destigmatize this word psychic and reclaim it as this wonderful, beautiful thing that we all have and that we all are. We are all psychic. That is one of my big beliefs. And I know lots of people who would disagree with me or just misunderstand what I'm trying to say when I say that. But I believe that every single human being who is born onto this planet is psychic in one way or another to varying different degrees. We have kind of a baseline level of psychic power, psychic charge, and some people are maybe naturally born a little bit higher or not more naturally tuned into that frequency. However, that doesn't mean that we can't eventually all get there in some way or get to a higher level of psychic perception. 
I believe that psychic perception is something to be honed and fine-tuned and developed throughout the course of our lives. And we are really not meant to move through our human life without a certain level of psychic perception. So it's kind of crazy that it is not a common concept that we talk about. Um, maybe it is becoming a little bit more mainstream, a little bit more known about, but for the most part, it is kind of still, there is still a little bit of taboo around that. So I wanted to talk about a, a really powerful shift that happened around the years of kind of 2011 to 2012. And I talk about this a lot. I'm not going to go too far into kind of the technicalities of this, but around the year 2012, um, a lot of people will, will report that they had kind of some sort of massive life-shattering, earth-shattering experience or some kind of spiritual awakening experience that opened them up in the year sort of 2012-ish. And that's not for no reason. We reshifted kind of our um, from the Piscean Age into the Aquarian Age, and the Aquarian Age is what we are in now. We have been in that for about seven years. We just kind of passed the seven-year mark, which is a really important part in that cycle. If you're interested in more around this, you can Google Piscean Age shift to Aquarian Age and kind of what the Piscean Age is all about and what the Aquarian Age is all about. But just to sum it up for you, the Piscean Age had more of this connotation of kind of there are others who are more powerful than us, who know more than us, and we must kind of rely on them for the answers or we must rely on them for the truth or rely on them for what is true. And the Aquarian Age is really about empowerment of the individual, empowerment of our own perceptions, our own, what we feel and see mentally, psychically, emotionally, physically. And so it's more about self, the Aquarian Age is about self-trust. It's about sovereignty. It's about self-empowerment, empowerment of the self, kind of recalibrating with the destiny frequency or really kind of acting on the destiny frequency. And so understandably, when we shifted from sort of this Piscean age to this Aquarian age, the way that we relate to the word psychic and psychic information and intuition has drastically changed, has drastically changed. And the reason it's changed so much is because we stopped putting our trust and our, our faith and our kind of reliance on other people, such as gurus or sort of religious systems, not to say that religion is, is still not important and we can still find empowerment there, but we've just been kind of detoxing or deconditioning from putting the power, the psychic power, the emotional power, the mental power, the physical power, putting the power in somebody else's hands. And we've been really reclaiming that since 2012. So I find that a big part of my mission is to really help usher in this new age of psychic understanding and perception that really kind of started to open up in 2012, in the year 2012. So that's just kind of a little cool history behind why have we experienced this shift from kind of this point in time to the next point in time why is it that everybody and their brother seems to be talking about kind of intuition or things like that if you're paying attention, of course, or if you're in that space already? But really, it's also been about breaking down this belief or this idea that being psychic is a special thing. It's, it's not a special thing. And that was one kind of perspective that was really, really, really 
kind of inflated in the Piscean age of this is a special gift that only I have. And because I have this special gift, you must rely on me for the answers or the technology or the truth. And now we know, or a big part of what I'm here to do is to tell you being psychic and doing what I do, being a psychic medium, giving readings, connecting to people's loved ones, connecting to people's guides, that's not a special thing that I can just do. Again, some mediums and, and some people in the psychic space would disagree with me, um, you know, for, for varying reasons, and that's totally okay. But I believe that what I do is not special. And that's why I always hesitate to call it, a. it's not a gift, it's an ability. Because a gift means something that we kind of have been endowed with, or that we've been given, that not, not everybody's getting the same gift. Whereas an ability is is something that we all have, and, and it has this connotation of it can be developed, right? So I take hundreds of people through development workshops and development, intuitive development programs, psychic development programs, because an ability is something that can be developed. And so that's something that you can do and anyone can do if they feel called to it. That's another big part of what I think has been so apparent in this year, 2020, is that moving through the world with kind of a certain level of psychic intelligence and being able to kind of get above the muck of of sort of what is being spewed out throughout the media and the fear and the misinformation and the just everything surrounding that is that you really kind of have to have or it's very beneficial or advantageous to have a certain level of psychic or intuitive intelligence it just helps you move through the world especially the world in present time with a little bit more clarity and certainty and perception. And so I have had more people than ever, more people than ever before, and I have been doing mentorship for quite a while, more people than ever before coming to me this year saying, I want to develop psychic abilities. I want to develop my mediumship abilities. I want to strengthen my intuition and so on and so on. Because there's this acute understanding that that is so important more than ever. When a, a teacher that I love always speaks about how kind of th this development process or in, in the way that she speaks about it, she said, was talking about meditation being sort of a civic duty this year. I believe that psychic development in a way is a civic duty this year and moving forward into the future because it just allows us to have a bit more psychic intelligence, of course, it allows us to have a higher level of emotional intelligence, higher levels of compassion for ourselves and for others, and the way that people are moving through the world and the way that they need to, we can have higher compassion for that, we can have a bigger understanding for that. Right now in the world where there is so much polarity and this side, that side, and I'm on this side, I'm on this team, I see from this perspective, I see from that perspective, and there's a lot of anger and a lot of kind of animosity directed in, in every direction. It's important to really, really work on this kind of level of, of having compassion. So anyways, I believe that this is, is more important than ever. And that's a big part of the reason why I'm doing this Foundations episode and why I'm bringing the podcast back into the world at this time, because I'm saying, I'm telling you guys, I am going to probably be saying this until my face is blue for the next couple of years or so, but this is such important work. And it doesn't matter if you don't have to want to be a psychic, you don't have to want to be a psychic medium, you don't have to actually want to take this work into a professional sense. This can be incredibly beneficial if you're just using this higher level of psychic perception 
for yourself, for your work, for your career, in your relationships with your family, as you're interacting with the media, all these kinds of things. It's, it's so, it's so crucial. It's so important. Okay. I want to come back just a step here. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to come back to this, this kind of belief or this concept that was really widely spread in the Piscean age of that, okay, you know, there's only certain special people who have this ability and the rest of us sort of have to rely on them. I was going to say just that, you know, I get a lot of feedback from a lot of people who are saying, you know, Emily, I can't do what you do, or I could never kind of be tuned in at the level that you are and all this kind of stuff. And I really want to rewrite that because it, it does take conscious development. We can't necessarily just wake up one day and be, you know, supra psychically intelligent and seeing all kinds of things and feeling all kinds of things and knowing how to interpret it. It really is something that's very natural to us, but it also in a way is kind of a language that we need to relearn, right? It's something that we have the hardware, we have the the kind of the basic um, hardware in the body, in the energy, in the system. But we don't always know how to work with it. It's kind of like when we get a new update on our phone or on our computer or an update to a program that we use all the time. And we kind of have to figure out, okay, how does this work now? How does this, what do I have to press this button? What does this do? What does this feature do? All this kind of stuff. We don't necessarily know how to speak the language of the new program right away. And so I always just say to people when they're saying things like that, like, I, I can't do what you do. I could never do what you do. As I just really point out to them like, yes, you can. If you wanted to, you can. I could teach you how. So I believe that in my position at this point in my development and my abilities and my work and my teachings is that I really believe that I, I, I did come to this earth with maybe a little bit more of that natural kind of understanding of the, of the hardware in, in my body and my system and my psychic perception. I just kind of naturally knew how to work with it. I have had mentors along the way. I do not want to discredit that. The, the reason that I'm here today is because of a lot of wonderful mentors that I have had in my past. But I believe that um, where, where I'm at, and now a big part of my mission is to help other people get where I am. And it doesn't matter if they don't want to do what I do. They can use it in so many different ways. There's this belief that I have that we have these kind of undercover psychic practitioners in the world who are very, very psychically intelligent, very tuned into their intuition, but they're maybe not traditionally working in a traditional healing or spiritual space. And we need those people. We need the lawyers with the high degree of psychic intelligence. We need the teachers with a high degree of psychic intelligence. We need all different kinds of professions and career types and ways that we relate to our work in the world. We need to be infusing a high level of psychic intelligence into all of those things. And that just comes with that that comes with development. So I really am passionate about helping those who may not be quite there yet get there. How can we get you there? How can we get you using this these psychic abilities, your unique psychic abilities in the world? I also think it's really important, a big foundation of my work is to have a lot of transparency in what I'm talking about and talking and, and really just, you know, I don't know everything. I do not know the secrets of the universe. I do not know the secrets of the other side or all of the secrets of the other side. I'm not going to always know how everything works. And I am learning as I go as well. So I think that 
transparency and integrity and integrity is such a huge kind of core value to me. And this work is so important because if we don't have transparency and we don't have integrity, then we're kind of just contributing to the original problem of, you know, oh, this person has all the answers and they know everything. And so I need to rely on them. That's never my intention. I don't want to make anybody codependent on the way that I see the world or the way that I speak about some of these concepts or beliefs. So sovereignty, sovereignty, sovereignty. It's such a big word. I say it all the time. You're probably going to hear me say it a hundred times on this podcast throughout the course of this podcast. Um, it would actually be kind of funny if somebody like kept a, a running tally of the amount of times I say the word sovereignty. Um, and, and however, maybe, you know, if you actually do that, please tell me and, and I will laugh with you and, and thank you for being so vigilant. Anyways, so transparency and integrity is so crucial in this in this work. And so I'm not going to pretend that I know everything. I'm not going to pretend that it's always perfect and easy and wonderful to see things psychically the way that I do. Or I'm not going to pretend that I never doubt myself or I never question my path or I question my abilities. It's 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 a normal part of this process. We are we are working with more the more abstract. We are working with the unseen. We're working with things that we can't necessarily always hold and hear and touch and feel on a super, super tangible kind of 3D level. And so that means that I'm going to be a big foundation that I want to share is that I'm going to be transparent all throughout the process of all of the different facets. If something's not going to be easy, I will tell you. And that is so important there. The other Another big thing that I want to chat about is this concept of your psychic mechanism. And if you have worked with me in any kind of capacity, you'll hear me use this terminology. Um, this is this is kind of a terminology that I came up with. I'm sh sure I'm not the first person to use this terminology, but I describe the the kind of the, the psychic. I call it the psychic mechanism. And what I mean by that is that the psychic mechanism is kind of the mechanism or the channels in which psychic information travels from people, from places, from kind of collective energy into our conscious awareness. And so we all have different psychic mechanisms. Everybody's psychic mechanism looks different, feels different, and it comes in a different way, which leads me into an important concept in the psychic development field of the clairs. So if this is something that you've heard about and you're familiar with the clairs, the clairs are essentially the psychic senses. So we have these physical senses, how we perceive the world. We see things visually. We hear things in an auditory way. We taste, we smell, we touch, so on and so on. And the psychic senses are kind of a mirror of that, but it is less physical and more psychic. And so everybody has these psychic, we, we have these, this, these things called the psychic senses. Now, everybody has psychic senses that are stronger or weaker or need a little bit extra of extra help or are just naturally very strong. So I'm going to link a little info piece on the clairs and what each clear means in the show notes. So you can look there for more information. I will be talking more and more about this concept in future episodes. But essentially, the psychic mechanism is how psychic information travels through our predominant clairs or our predominant psychic sense. So just for example, let's say we had a predominant psychic sense of clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. We're very visual. We're either, either seeing things outside of the mind, we see patterns, symbols, shapes, sacred geometry, things like that. We're very visual people. 
or we're seeing these things kind of inside the mind's eye. We have a really super vivid imagination, super vivid dreamer. When somebody is describing something to you, you're able to picture it in your mind very easily. Let's say that we, that we have a piece of psychic information traveling through the clairvoyant pathway. We might be sitting on a train, let's say, and we're sitting across from somebody who is a complete stranger. We know nothing about them. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there and our mind is blank. Maybe we're looking out the window and we're kind of in a relaxed state. The brain waves are relaxed. And, and all of a sudden, we have an image of the person across from us crying. They're upset. They're visibly upset. They are visibly distraught. Although if you're looking at them in front of you and they, they look perfectly fine. But you're getting this, this imagery in your mind of this person looking very upset. They're crying. They're visibly distraught. So that may be, we could look at that and say, hypothetically, that could be psychic information that's traveling through your psychic pathway of clairvoyance that's saying, hey, this person is going through something. They're going through something really intense. They may not be showing it, but they are working through something. They're upset. They just, let's just say they just had a loved one pass away and they're dealing with a lot of grief. And so you are momentarily attuned to the frequency of their energy. Your psychic mechanism was available for psychic information traveling through there, perhaps because you were allowing your mind to be idle, you were allowing your mind to be relaxed, and so it kind of popped through. This is why a lot of people will report that they have intuitive information come through in meditation. Well, yes, because we're relaxed, the mind is a bit more idle. Or when they're in the shower, this is a big one. Oh my gosh, I just had this information popped through when I was in the shower or right before I was about to go to sleep, right? The mind, the brain is relaxed, it's idle. We are not necessarily in a distraction. We're not listening to anything, hearing anything. There's nothing going on. And so we are more, more available for the psychic information to come through. So that's a huge kind of, that's a, a good example just of the psychic mechanism. But essentially what I mean by that, and I've taken a lot of people through develop psychic development processes. And what's so interesting to me is I have kind of various different tons and tons of different ex psychic exercises that I will take people through as a way for them to kind of discover their own psychic mechanism to discover, okay, how is your unique psychic abilities actually working for you? I don't care how it works for this person or that person or this person's clairvoyant or this person feels things. I care about, okay, how is this working for you? How is the information coming through? How quickly or slowly is it coming through? Are you letting your mind get in the way as the information is coming through? What is happening here? And so I have almost kind of like diagnostic psychic test exercises where we get to see how fast or how quick or how open is the psychic mechanism, or is it a little sluggish? Does it need a little bit extra support? What does it need? So an understanding of your unique psychic mechanism, which is something that I teach about, and I'll probably do an episode strictly on this at some point in the future, is a, a huge, it's, it's, it's like, it, it should be, in my opinion, we should be taught this in school, which is why actually I just launched a, a psychic academy um, for this exact reason, in that we were never taught how to work with this. We were never taught how to use our intuition. We were never taught how to operate from a higher level or a higher psychic perception. And so um, it's kind of this reteaching, or again, like I said earlier, learning how to work with that hardware, learning how to understand how to process that through the body, through the mind. 
So that's the psychic mechanism and the clairs, which we will talk so much more about. But I believe fundamentally that you can get yourself to the level of being psychic, supra psychically attuned and being able to pick thoughts from people's minds, being able to telepathically communicate with people who are able to do that as well, being able to communicate with your own ancestors. There's so many different things that we can do with this and and, in varying different kind of, again, applying that to your work, applying that to your career, just doing things kind of um, for fun, although still in integrity. Again, there's so much that we can do with a higher level of psychic perception and so and everybody benefits from it so ultimately this is kind of my belief around the psychic kind of the word psychic and psychic development process and everything else but the most important and the most awe-inspiring thing that I've noticed about this process through my work and my taking people through development processes is that when you get to a level when, we, when you get to a level of understanding your psychic mechanism, of knowing the, the kind of the how it's working, knowing how you're receiving psychic information, knowing when you're blocking psychic information, which does happen very often, is that I believe that psychic information is always available to us. It's essentially in this endless stream of consciousness, and we just have to tap into it and know how our specific mechanism is kind of attaching to the endless flow of psychic information. And then we can start working with it. It's always available. So we may oftentimes be repressing psychic information as well, which is something that I, I, we, we often discover when we're going through a development process. But ultimately, there comes this, this beautiful, and I got to see this time and time again, and I can always pinpoint the exact moment that it's happening, this beautiful self-empowerment that comes when people have a acute, intimate understanding of how psychic they really are, how much they're really feeling and seeing, how much they actually really know without having to rely on anybody else, how much they can actually really trust themselves, how much they can trust the way that they see things, the way that they feel things without doubting or second guessing themselves, how much they actually don't need to rely on anybody else's thoughts or opinions or perspectives they can rely on themselves to sort through things if they want to you know it's always sometimes fun to see how other people are seeing things but ultimately you are all that you need you do not need anybody else and that is true sovereignty you do not need a book or a podcast or even me telling you this you don't need me to tell you this you find this beautiful level of self-empowerment through the recognition of your psychic power. It's the most special thing. And I can always pinpoint the exact moment that it's happening for somebody. It's like the light bulb goes off in their mind when they realize how powerful they actually are and how it's so special. It could make me cry right now. I'm going to try not to get into it, but it's so special. And that is such a big part of what I'm here to do is I want people to trust themselves so deeply that they never have to question themselves ever again. I want people to be so confident, not only in who they are and their individual identity and what they came here to do, but also just how they can move through the world with, with this beautiful sense of independence and self-reliance. And, and, and then they can just be, we can be such amazing human beings and citizens and loved ones and wives and partners and husbands and sisters, brothers. We can be, so we can serve the world in such, from such a pure place when we know our psychic power. And so 
that's what we're going to be talking about so much more about the psychic development process. In the next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit more about mediumship and connecting to the other side, connecting to our guides and all of that kind of good stuff. So stay tuned. I can't wait to talk more foundations with you, foundations of my principles, my teachings, the way I think about things, some of the unique terminology that I may use. I can't wait to continue learning from you and with you. And I will talk to you soon.